The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Marshall. Man is the only living creature who has the power to leave the earth poorer than he found it. Indeed, there are those cynical souls who insist that the sun and the moon and the stars might have disappeared long ago had they been within the reach of predatory human hands. Now, wait a minute. We did reach the moon. Hmm. Well, we can only wait and see and hope. Are you sure I won't be intruding? No, never. These are fine people. I have every respect for a man of science, such as yourself. Come inside. Meet everyone. Uh, friends, we have here Dr. Carstairs. How do you do? Now, Leopold, now. Uh, hey. Uh, uh, what, what was that for? That was for nothing. Now we shall get down to business. Again, Leopold. mystery drama, The Vanishing Point, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Fred Gwynn. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Egad, how irresistible you found that luxurious, elegant Buick Electra you saw last fall. Ah, but you judiciously opted to wait for the time of year when the price might well be more in your favor. Well, if one were to contact a Buick dealer right now, one might find him offering most agreeable deals. Buick Electra. Yes, you can. That's your Buick dealers. Sleeping dogs lie, said Mr. Dickens, and it may, on balance, be good advice. However, it would be much better if we could let lying dogs sleep. Much more conducive to our peace of mind, if not to the peace of the world. We are in the ancient German city of Munich. They like their festivals here, especially in October. And we're in the midst of one right now, in this mammoth beer garden just to our right. Now, there's a man, oh, about 45-ish, and somehow you can tell he's an American coming down the street. He pauses at the entrance, but no, he keeps going. He's evidently looking for an address. Ah, has he found it? He stops at a very old and narrow house, and he looks for, finds, and pulls at a bell. Yes? I wonder, uh, could you help me? Uh, uh, Fräulein, is it? Yes. I'm not even sure I know how to explain this. No? You do speak English. Oh, yes. Ah, that is rather fortunate. My German leaves a great deal to be desired. Uh, this is 71 Köln Street. Uh, Kohlenstrasse? Yes. There was someone who lived here a long time ago. Uh, this goes back many years, even before the war. I'm sure he wouldn't be alive today. 
why do I say that? Uh, he could be. He would be in his 80s, uh, perhaps his 90s. I-, I wonder if by chance you might know something about him. His name is, or was, Franz Wilhelm Klust. Uh, does that mean anything to you? Franz Wilhelm Klust. Uh, maybe I'm not pronouncing it right. P- perhaps it's Klust. Franz Wilhelm Klust? Yes. I, uh, no, I, I do not know the name. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Um, I just thought I might find someone who could shed some light. I had this address and that's all. Now I don't even know where to look. You might ask at the town hall. I, I did. And this was his last known address. I see. I'm so sorry I disturbed you. Dearest Millicent, the convention is not as stimulating as I had hoped. But things may pick up a bit tomorrow when I read my paper on dislocated ionic particles in a negatively charged nucleus. I thought I would look up a certain Professor Kloost, whose monograph impressed me so much. But no one seems to know what became of him. Actually, I may be wrong, but I think there's a conspiracy of silence surrounding him. Uh, Just a minute. Someone seems to be knocking on the door. I haven't the faintest notion who it might be. But I shall find out. Yes? You are here, Dr. Willis Carstairs? Yes, but I'm not a doctor of medicine. I have a Ph.D. in physics. I explain this because so many people... You have been inquiring for a Professor Franz Wilhelm Klust? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, Won't you come in, Mr... Uh, Kellner. I mean, Herr... Kellner. Ah. Thank you. Uh, won't you sit down? Danke. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, now, what can you tell me about uh, Professor Klust? First, you must tell me why you are so interested. Oh, certainly. I was uh, doing research on, uh, I suppose you could call it, uh, displacement. Oh, that was quite a while ago, and I'm no longer actively concerned with it. Displacement? It's a highly technical and theoretical thing. Ah. Are you involved with science in any way, Herr Kellner? No. Ah. Uh, Well, it has to do with the disappearance of matter. At any rate, I came across a monograph by Professor Franz Willem Kloost of the University of Munich, written in the uh, 30s. And? And what? It seems to me I'm being interrogated. Oh, you must excuse me. You see... uh... I am his nephew. He's an old man. Ah, then he is still alive. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, that's marvelous. But he's not strong. And so I wish to make sure that those who call him have an interest that is, uh, how would you say, arachnatic, legitimate. Uh, uh, Ah, of course. As I said, at one time, I was interested in his specialty. But I've since gone on to other things. And I just happened to be here at a conference. I remembered Professor Kloost. Um, Do you suppose I could see him? Well, yes. Now that you have established your credentials, you'll be most welcome. Thank you. Uh, When might I be able to see him? Now. Now? When one arrives at Professor Kloost's age, one does not make long-range appointments. Uh, I uh, suppose not. 
Unless you have another engagement. No, no, no. No, no. I can think of nothing else I'd rather do. Uh, then I, I shall take you to him. Is it uh, much further? No. It's very kind of you to undertake such a long trip. It will give my uncle pleasure. Uh, I only read that one paper of his, but it uh, showed such brilliance. And I never heard of him uh, before or since. Why isn't Professor Kloos better known? Well, who can say? Sciences, perhaps like other fields, you, you must know how to succeed. <laughs> That's true. And this is his house. Ah, we seem to be in the country. My uncle needs the air. He always loved Einsamkeit. Uh, aloneness. Solitude. Yes. Yeah. Now you shall see him. Oh, yes. Oh, it's beautiful here. Lovely place to work. Is your uncle still active? Uh, very much so, yeah. Very much. Yeah, please come in. I should like you to meet my cousin, Leopold. Ah, how do you do? Yes, Leopold. Uh, uh, what, what is this? Einmal. Uh, uh, no. Einmal. No. What happened? Where, where, where am I? Try this cold compress. You feel better. Wait. You, you, and 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 and, and that, Leopold. Yes, that that gorilla. Oh, please, please. While Leopold is unable to speak, his hearing is perfect. He doesn't like to be insulted. What have you done? You brought me here and broken my jaw. No, no, no. Leopold is very scientific. There's no lasting damage. Pain, yes, but for a purpose. Oh, what purpose? You bring me, you, you lure me here under false pretenses. No, you are the one who travels under for Willis Carstairs. Me? This is why it was necessary for Leopold to teach you the rules. What, what rules? That we are serious people. That you must answer at once and truthfully. Uh, answer what? The question. Why do you wish to see Professor Franz Wilhelm Klust? Well, sometimes you read something and you are impressed by the brilliance of the mind that wrote it. Isn't that so? It would be better if you answered my question instead of asking one of your own. But that's it. I was very much impressed at the time. It must have been ten... No, no, it was twelve years ago. And, and I just never forgot it. That's really all. We are still, I see, at the very beginning of things. Leopold? No! Doctor! Doctor Carstairs! What? Oh. You oh. must wake up! Wake up. Uh, are you all right? No, I, I'm i not all right. Come, come. Where? Wait. I know you. you. You're the woman who answered the door when I asked for Professor Kloost. Yes. Would you mind telling me just what... what there the... is no time. You must leave. Oh, yes, I'm willing to do that. Good. I have an automobile outside. 
Uh, you can walk? Uh, I, I can even run if I have to. Well, then hurry. Who are you? I cannot say. And those those men? I cannot tell you. And, and what is this thing about Professor Clouse? I do not know. Uh, Madame, uh, I am grateful to you for getting me out of there. Uh, although for all I know, you're the one who may have got me in there. Um, however, you and I both know you're not telling me the truth. Let me give you a word of advice. Forget everything that happened tonight. Forget? It was only a mistake on everyone's part. Therefore, it is best forgotten. I was beaten up. Do you expect me just to forget that? Well, sometimes that is the wisest uh, thing. Uh, uh, look here, Miss uh, uh, Fräulein or, or Frau or, or, or whatever. There's, there's something going on here that's wrong, that, that's criminal. I do not intend to make believe it never happened. You are warned. If you intend to make a fool of yourself, no power on the earth can stop you. And so, Herr Inspector, you see, I, I felt it my duty to report this to the police. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, quite right. I haven't the foggiest notion what those people are up to. Do you? Uh, it is important first to see if we have all the facts in hand, nicht wahr? Certainly. Hmm. Now then, you are Willis Newton Carstairs, American citizen, doctor of physics, teaching at the University of California. Yes, yes. You are attending an international convention of physicists here in München. And on the night of May 21st, on or about 7 p.m. or 1900 hours, you called at 71 Kölnstrasse to inquire as to the whereabouts of a certain Professor Franz Wilhelm Christ. That's right. Mm. Now then, may I inquire, why do you wish to see this uh, Professor Christ? If he's still alive, I'd like to discuss some ideas with him. He has a great mind. Oh, yes. And if he's dead... I just thought I'd like to chat with some of his associates, mm -hmm. or people who knew him. Uh, I had no idea it would stir up such a hornet's nest. Well, you did wise to report the matter. We shall try to find these people and ascertain what is happening here. Uh, but, Inspector, tell me, what, why should there be this fuss about Professor Kloost? Well, I could not say. The man was an obscure physicist. Why should the merest mention of his name get me into so much trouble? Hello? Uh, Professor Carstairs? Yes, this is he. Uh, this is Inspector Mueller of the police. Oh, yes, Inspector. Yes. Uh, we have your three people in custody. Already? So soon? Yes. Uh, could you find it convenient to come down to police headquarters? Uh, of course, Inspector. At once. Thank you. Ah, Herr Dr. Carstairs, it's so good of you to come. Please be seated. Thank you, sir. Now, uh, these three people... I trust you know them. <laughs> oh, yes. Hmm. We have Fräulein Erika Bauer, we have Werner Kellner, and last but not least, Karl-Heinz Leopold. Yes. I uh, have here your deposition, uh, your story, uh, this paper. And also, I have on my desk this paper. It is a deposition sworn to by this lady and these two gentlemen. Yes? Yes. Uh, there seems to be an Unstimmigkeit here, a uh, discrepancy. What? Well, it would seem, Herr Doctor, uh, that they tell me a different story. A different story? 
How can that be possible? Well, they respectfully beg to differ with the distinguished visitor to our country. But they insist that you are not telling the complete truth. Yes, perhaps we should have known. Things were moving much too smoothly, much too swiftly. Something had to be out of joint somewhere. What is this complete truth that our hero is supposedly not telling? Indeed, what is a complete truth to begin with? Truth is not divisible. A half-truth must eventually become a whole falsehood. Ah, but this is philosophy, and right now we're in a police station and in a foreign country at that. You'd better not miss Act Two. hot weather odors, Lysol disinfectant spray cleans them out of the air, leaves a clean, fresh scent. Lysol sprays away odors in mattresses, sheets, pillowcases, tennis, and golf shoes. Lysol gets rid of bathroom odors, too. Kills household germs on surfaces, including germs that cause odors. Yeah, what you need is Lysol spray in the things go. You have half a dozen witnesses to an event. When you finish collecting testimony, you may very well wind up with a half a dozen different stories. No two eyes will see exactly the same sight. No two ears will hear exactly the same sound. Sometimes you wonder how it's possible to prove anything at all in this world of ours. What do you mean they tell a different story, Inspector? I told you what happened. Uh, Herr Kellner, shall you repeat your sworn statement? Yeah, Inspector. On the night of October 21st, I was in Schanzer's beer garden on Kölnstrasse. I go there to listen to the music and enjoy a glass of beer. Uh, yes, 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 continue. The place, it was filled with a crowd. And I noticed this gentleman. That isn't true. I was never in such uh, a place. Please, remain silent here, Doctor. You have already made your statement. Uh, continue, Kellner. Yeah, very good. I am standing at the bar next to this gentleman, and he says to me, I could tell he was an American by the way he spoke. Well, hiya, pal. Pal? Buddy. Chum. Uh, comrade. Ah, comrade. Yeah. Uh, have a beer. Thank you, I have one. Uh, bottoms up, old comrade. Hey, uh, say that bartender, another round over here. Hey, uh, listen, uh, do you know where there's any action around here? Hmm? Action? Hey, 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 I don't mean noise, I mean action. Where a fella can act uh, <laughs> sociable and meet people. Ah. After all, I'm a guest in this country, huh? I'd like to meet the people if you uh, know what I mean. Oh, well, um... I'm a completely respectable guy. Look, see? My card. Yeah. Willis Newton Costas, Ph.D., University of California. Ah, see? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I am going to a social gathering of friends. You could call it a party. Hey, hey, sounds great. Perhaps you should like to come. Hey, there, old comrade. What are we waiting for? It's a lie. Uh, now, Herr Doctor... I never went into that beer garden. I don't... 
I don't talk the way he said I did. Uh, we deal here with a sworn statement. The entire thing is a tissue of falsehoods. Uh, we, we, we shall continue with the Herr Kellner's affidavit. But it isn't true. Please, doctor, you must at least have common courtesy. You cannot place me in a position where I'm... I must insist on silence. Yes, uh, continue, Herr Kellner. Thank you. And so, this gentleman and myself left the Garden. It was to be a gathering of intellectual people. Fräulein Bauer here writes poetry, and I thought they would like to meet an American professor. And so I brought him to Fräulein Bauer's apartment. At once, I was sorry, because he behaved very badly. Hey, 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 who's she? Ah, uh, Fräulein Bauer, may I present here, Dr. Carstairs? How do you do? <laughs> Everyone I can, baby. <laughs> hey, Kellner, old comrade, is she a live one? I beg your pardon, Herr Doctor. Ah, come on, come on. Is there anything doing here? Werner, who is this person? Hey, don't pull that on me. I know what kind of a joint this is. Come on over here, sweetie. How dare you? Herr Doctor, I must ask you to leave. There seems to be a mistake. What do you say, Erica, baby? Please, leave this place at once. Hey, 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 take your hands off. I must ask. I, I said get your hands off. Prince, Otto, do something. Come on, I'll take on the whole pack of you. He was like a madman. It took four or five men finally to subdue him. Do you actually believe this, Inspector? There isn't a word of truth in it. Uh, Fräulein Herr Kilder, do you, either of you, wish to bring charges? D do they wish to bring charges? No. True, he behaved in a most swinish manner, but he, he was drunk. This affair might do him some damage at home. Then you are willing to forget? Yes. But, but I'm not willing to forget. Well, in that case, I shall detain you no longer, Fräulein Bauer, Herr Kellner, and Herr Leopold. Good day. Good day. Good day, Herr Dr. Carstairs. And if I may suggest, keep away from strong drink. It can create illusions. Inspector. Uh, Herr Doctor, the affair is closed. Closed? Yes. And consider yourself fortunate to be out of it. So cheaply. Yes, we were informed of the incident as a matter of course here at the consulate. Were you? It concerned an American citizen. Uh, why haven't you done anything about it? Uh, my dear fellow, what do you suggest? In the first place, I suggest you don't call me your dear fellow. Uh, now, Dr. Carstairs... Anytime anyone says to you, my dear fellow, it's a sure sign that you're about to be brushed off. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but you're going to do it. In the end, you'll tell me to go home and forget it, won't you? Now, look here, my dear... Uh, Dr. Carstairs... Uh, whose side are you on? Side? Well, it's obvious what happened. You got drunk. You became obstreperous. I don't drink enough to get drunk, and I'm never obstreperous. Well, perhaps not at home, but <laughs> when a man finds himself in a foreign country, his inhibitions... I'm telling you the truth. Dr. Carstairs, if you persist, you'll attract notice in the papers. The word will get home. Things could become very awkward for you. But I am telling you the truth. It doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. Dr... Just give people a chance to believe the worst and they'll do it. It's human nature. Now, you think about this very carefully and you'll see that I'm really concerned with your best interests. My dear fellow, I really am.
The head of the department is on sabbatical leave, Dr. Carstairs. I am Professor Lisa Lotte Schmidt. May I help you? I am interested in a Professor Franz Wilhelm Klust. Oh, you are going back a long time. Uh, do I detect a slight tone of disapproval, Professor? Those days are finished, thankfully. That era is gone, and Klust is dead. Uh, well, I hadn't expected that he would still be alive. What is it you wish to know about him? Uh, some time ago, I had come across a monograph he had written in the 30s uh, on displacement. Yes. It had some very original ideas. Uh, however, let us only speak well of the dead. No. What are you trying to tell me, Professor? You say it was written in the 30s, and that is correct. The late 30s. By that time, Kluist was running things, academically speaking. I'm afraid I don't understand. As an American, you would not. You take academic freedom for granted. Kluist was a powerful man in the party. He ran purge after purge in the university. I remember it well. I was a student here then. It's hard to believe that such a brilliant scientist would have... He wasn't that brilliant. If you wanted to teach, you would collaborate with Herr Professor Klust. Are you saying, then, that the ideas in that monograph were not his? I only know that the original research was started by a physicist named Neumann, who died of mysterious causes. Oh? Have I disillusioned you, Doctor? I'm sorry. And whatever became of Kloost? He died near the end of the war, we think. Uh, isn't anyone sure? Oh, things were hectic, confused in those last days. There was a rumor that the Soviets carried him off. I do not think so. You don't? He was not that good a scientist. Forgive me, I am prejudiced. I never liked the man. Well, even if he were still alive, he would be a very old man. In his 70s. Do you think that is old? Dearest Millicent, I'm beginning to see daylight. Although I must tell you, I still do not know what to make of it. Here is what happened. Trying to be as unobtrusive as possible, I decided to revisit the neighborhood where I had gotten myself in trouble the first time. I passed by the beer garden, and it was packed solidly with people. I decided to go inside. I was hidden by the crowd, and although it was noisy there, there was one voice that was very, very familiar. It seemed to stand out. Listen, friends. We shall succeed. Yes, we shall be a great nation. But we are a great nation. We shall be the greatest nation of all. We shall conquer through science. We have the greatest scientific genius of the world has ever known. He has been working with us, for us, for our cause, all his life. Soon, he will be ready. Yes, Herr Doctor, what uh, what may I do for you? Uh, you might curb your impatience. I, I beg your pardon? Uh, you consider me a fool. 
a troublemaker. Oh, the Herr Doctor. Uh, you consent to see me because it might be awkward not to. Well, would you suppose you state your business? That's better. Abrupt. Hmm. Impersonal. First, are you aware of the existence of a political party called the National Restoration? Uh, yes. Is it a neo-Nazi party? Uh, not just neo-Nazi, but neo-everything. Were you aware of the fact that Werner Kellner... Karl Heinz Leopold and Erica Bauer are members. Uh, the National Restoration is a completely legal party. <laughs> so were the Nazis. Uh, please, may I ask where this is going? Why do you suppose they beat me up? We have already been through all of that. Come, Inspector. You know perfectly well I was telling the truth. In the absence of disinterested witnesses, it was the word of three against the word of one. Have you listened to the propaganda... Of the National Restoration Party. Oh, Herr Doctor, Herr Doctor. The streets are filled with all sorts of... Uh, there is such a marvelous American word for it. Uh, 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 Cooks, yes, on the left, on the right, wherever you turn. Now, who has the patience to listen? Who can even hope to understand what they're saying? I do. I understand what they're saying. Yes, is that a fact? They're saying they have a weapon that can conquer the world. <laughs> Is that what they're saying? Yes, it did seem that was what our friend Kellner seemed to be spouting back there in the saloon. But wasn't that just beer hall talk? And what if it was? Does that mean it shouldn't be taken seriously? Just how seriously is what you shall discover in Act 3? Somehow, you fought the temptation to buy a new Buick Century until now. Because you figured that along about this time, your Buick dealer just might be as anxious to talk to you as you are to get a Century. Well, you shrewd rascal, you were right. Which means you and that Century can get together now with a deal that may surprise you. Buick Century. Yes, you can. At your Buick dealers. Yes, you can. constantly teeter between sense and nonsense. And the problem is, it's difficult many times to distinguish one from the other. Especially the way perceptions, conditions and styles and attitudes keep changing. But haven't we the right to expect that a learned, dignified, conservative professor of physics would be aware of the difference? It all depends. Uh, you're saying they have a weapon that can conquer the world? I heard Kellner make that statement. May I ask where? In a beer garden. Oh. Look, Inspector. Just before the war, in this very city... Uh, that was before my time. There was a professor of physics named Franz Wilhelm Kloos. Uh, yes, 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 I read about him. He uh, died at the end of the war. And that has never been established as a fact. Uh, uh, please, if there is a point to all of this, make it. The war is over. Kloost is presumed dead. Mm -hmm. That's all right with him. There's a possibility he could be prosecuted for war crimes. He goes into hiding, but he needs help. He gets it from the newly formed National Restoration Party. Uh, you have the facts to support this contention? The years go by. The original Restoration Party members get old, pass from the scene. New ones join up. But the constant... Uh, the unifying force is closed. 
He is working on the weapon that will make all things possible. The party members have one grand mission. Support Kloost. Protect Kloost. Maintain a secrecy that will allow him to work, uh, to finish, to perfect the weapon. Uh, yes, uh, once again, the fact. Suddenly, suddenly a shocking event occurs. One night, a stranger knocks on the door and inquires for Kloost. Why? <laughs> All these years, everyone thought Kloost was dead. <laughs> Obviously, the stranger must be a spy. So, they lure him to a lonely spot where they try to force the truth from him. Then they decide to release him to see if he can lead them anywhere. But he doesn't. They are relieved. Obviously, he was telling the truth. He was just an innocent, blundering foreigner. I, I must keep insisting the facts. Professor Franz Wilhelm Kloost is working on a weapon which could very well change the course of history. Uh, yes, uh, Herr Doctor, we shall look into the matter. Yes, I'm sure you will. But I cannot understand, Dr. Carstairs. Uh, just see that this is published, Professor Schmidt. You are saying here that you believe you can complete the final formulation of Professor Franz Wilhelm Kloos' theory? Is this true? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Then why should we print this in our journal? Professor Schmidt... I have been to the police and to the politicians. The first, consider me a drunk. The second, insist that I am a fool. You must help me. Dr. Carstairs, there is no real evidence of uh, any... There are times when a scientist wants to be accepted on faith. Dearest Millicent, and now we shall find out... The journal appeared this morning. By this time, they will have read my article. If, indeed, there is a they, as I believe there is. Perhaps I shouldn't be doing this, but I cannot help myself. I cannot stop myself. I keep hoping now that I have been wrong. That I... Millicent, there is a knock on the door. I knew the would-be. I don't know what it means. I only know someone is knocking on the door. And now, of course, I must answer it. I've been waiting for it. Dear Millicent, to be continued. I hope. Uh, just a moment. Ah, Herr Kellner and Herr Leopold. Won't you come in, gentlemen? I've been expecting you. Herr Doctor, both Karl Heinz here and myself, we are armed. I understand. And so, shall you come quietly? The quiet way is always the best way. This seems to be a familiar neighborhood. Yeah. There's a beer garden. Fräulein Bauer's house. <laughs> and unless I'm wrong, Professor Kloos as well. He's been here all these years, hasn't he? We have built for him a very comfortable laboratory below the house. And no one ever suspected the old man was still here, still alive. 
Well, what do you want with me? The old man, yeah, he is old. And from time to time, his age, how can I say it, interferes, gets in the way. I see. He needs help. And because you have claimed that you are familiar with his work, you have been chosen to assist him. At the point of a gun. And uh, suppose I refuse. You will be shot. Obviously, you're up to no good. Oh, I disagree. We wish to do good for all humanity. <laughs> and to prove it, you threaten to kill everyone who refuses to help you. Humanity must always pay a price for progress. Ah, we have arrived. Escort your guest inside, Leopold. Yes, down here we are truly away from the world. Step inside, please. Here is the professor's living room and study. See how comfortable. Oh, yes. And that door, it leads to his laboratory. Come. Professor! Professor! Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Kellner, Kellner. Mm. Professor, this is an American. An American, a, a prisoner of war. Where, where is this uniform? Oh, an American scientist. Hey, what a scientist. We have captured him. Ah, so good. Yes, good, good. Professor, <laughs> he has read your paper. The paper? What, what paper? He too has been working on displacement. Ah, he has. Ah, also, yes. Well, we shall see about that. Come, come, come. Come into the laboratory. You will do as he says. If you insist. So, you are Professor Franz Wilhelm Kloos. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. Now, now, what do you know about displacement? I know the theory. Oh, any fool knows the theory. Position is positive. Volume is positive. <laughs> How to negate position and volume? There must be a negative force. Ah, the negative force. Yes, it's a negative force. Neumann saw the negative force as a tool to help mankind. Neumann? Who is Neumann? Neumann saw it eliminate so much expensive, back-breaking, time-wasting labor. You could level mountains. You could clear fields. You could dig tunnels. A single ray of negative force could eliminate all matter that stood in his path. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Now I remember, yes. Yeah. Do you remember Neumann? Uh, Neumann. Neumann. You promised to save him uh, if he told you his secret. But in the end, you betrayed him and sent him to a concentration camp. No, no, Neumann, Neumann. Who was Neumann? When he died... You promised Hitler you would create the ultimate weapon for him. Oh, yes, yes, and I shall, yes. You couldn't. You can't. You don't have the skill or the knowledge. You're a fraud. No, no, please. Please, I want it so much to be recognized. I am an old man. Have pity. Pity? <laughs> I was not brilliant like Neumann and the rest of them. I wanted to be famous. So when the opportunity arose... Do you expect me to help you? You will help. Never. There are ways you can be made to help. And I'm sure you know all of them. I, I will share with you the credit. Also, I swear. Look, I, 
I have isolated the negative force. I have constructed the generator. Wait a minute. You can set up a limited field of force. But how can you reverse it? Keep it away. It is mine. You get out. You know how to isolate the negative force. But you don't know how to stop it. No, no. Get out. You don't know how to reverse it. Get out. Don't turn it on. It will destroy you. No. Don't. No. We must get out of this room. I will destroy the world. You come back here. Why have you left the laboratory? Have you the professor's permission? Why don't you go inside and find out? I shall. Leopold, Erika, guard him. I warn you, no tricks. What sort of tricks could I possibly play? What is he doing in there? Why don't you go inside and find out? Leopold, knock on the door. Again. Open it, Leopold. What? What is that? Go see. What happened to him? To Leopold. He walked inside the room, and now he's gone. How? And the professor and Kellner. Oh, something is not right here. Shall I tell you? I shall see for myself, and do not try to escape. You cannot get away from us. Yes, my dearest Millicent, what all of them did was walk into the field of the negative force, which displaced all of their positive atoms. In layman's language, simply made them disappear. So, deep down in a hidden cellar at 71 Kronstrasse in Munich, is a negative force generator, which is creating a small negative force field, and it cannot be shut off. I don't know how to do it. I don't even think it's possible. And anyone who goes into that room and gets within range of the field, well, however, who is going to bother? The police? The consulate? No one believes me. Yes, it's a great weapon. Perhaps it's the ultimate. Because it destroys both killer and victim at the same time. Now, if only all weapons were like that. If only... And so the secret stays where it belongs, in a cellar, where no one is ever likely to disturb it. And if anyone does, well, it's too bad. There is a practical moral and a theoretical moral to our story. The practical moral is be careful when you're poking around in strange cellars. And if you want the theoretical moral, just wait for my return shortly. 
Where's your brown bottle of Lysol? The one in the red and yellow box? Lysol brand disinfectant. Oh, uh, don't help me. Well, how about you, sir? Yeah. Where's your brown bottle of Lysol? Oh, in this hot weather, I use it to clean the garbage pail, keep it from smelling don't bad, help you know? Me. Yes, but where is it? Don't help Lysol me. Lysol kills household germs, and germs that cause odors. The glove compartment. No, the broom closet. No, I know. But, sir, we use Lysol in the bathroom to prevent mold and mildew on the tile. The china closet. No, that's wrong. The linen closet. But, sir, where is your brown bottle of Lysol? Hey, is this a trick question? first weapon was a man's, or even a woman's, fist. It was created by instinct. The second weapon was invented by science. It was a stick or a club. And once unleashed, science marched on. Over the centuries, it introduced and refined weapon after weapon. Ah, yes, we ask ourselves, where will it all end? Perhaps it will never end. Perhaps it will only disappear. Perhaps, as the title of our story suggests, we simply shall reach the vanishing point. Our cast included Fred Gwynn, Bryna Rayburn, Court Benson, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Now, a preview of our next tale. But who guided the flight of that bowl so it hit you? Well, I reckon if and you believe that he makes everything happen, you could say the good Lord. Exactly. In his wrath, he struck you down and turned his back on you, which made you a free agent, son, open to all bidders. So we are going to exercise that option, and I'm here to take you with me. Where's that, Mr. Conjurman? A piece south of here. We call the team the Hellcats. We got quite a lineup. Come on, boy. It's time to go. You mean... You mean... It... It's all over for me? I'm... I'm gonna be dead? Well, now, Dusty boy, would I be here making an offer? If we felt you weren't. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and ARM, Allergy Relief Medicine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.